It's just the second time in Premier League history that Manchester United have lost to a 90th minute winner. Can you name the first? Welcome to the Ball and All podcast, episode 54. You have myself, MK. Apologies on behalf of Flows and BNF, both out enjoying the bank holiday festivities, carnival, probably like shaking a leg, skanking down. But in place of them today, we have Adam. First time on the show, so we got to go with the usual questions. Yeah, thanks for having me. Team you support. Support a team that's not doing very well, United. Yeah, uh, what's your first memory? First memory, it wasn't actually a win, it was a draw at Old Trafford, 1 1 at home to West Brom. If anybody remembers that guy, you know, Robbie Earnshaw, the one that used to do the flip. Yeah. Yeah, he's got the equalizer in it. How can my first memory be a draw, you know? So, this my first one was a defeat to Arsenal. So, um, your favourite memory? Favourite memory. Obviously, obviously, everyone will say Moscow, innit? But I think my favourite memory is when we first won the, like, our first of the trio in 07. That's my, when I first saw United win the title. So that was my favourite memory. Alright, back to the quiz. The question was, it's just the second time in Premier League history that Manchester United have lost to a 90th minute winner. Can you name the first? Go on, Adam. Ooh, um... Can I get a clue? It was, I'll give you the year, 06, 07. 06, that's my first, I should know this. Um, is it a top four club? Not anymore. Arsenal? Bingo. Can you name the person that scored? 06, 07. Oh, Thierry Henry. Yep. At the Emirates, yeah. Thierry Henry, one. Yeah, I remember that. That's correct, that's yeah. correct. You enjoyed the... Premier League games this weekend? Yeah, they were good. Um, obviously not for United, but they were good overall, man. I enjoyed the Liverpool game. City game was good. Happy for Villa to get their first win. Um, yeah. All right, you know, let's let's get in with the biggest game. And Liverpool versus Arsenal. Liverpool recording their 12th straight victory. Yeah. Are they an unstoppable force? Down at Anfield, definitely. They're unbeaten in what forty-two league games at Anfield, so Anfield definitely. But they will be beaten this season. They will be beaten um, defensively. Defensively, they all get caught out eventually. Um, but if someone with, that has a better finish than Pepe, oh yeah, obviously. And also, teams are cutting through them now. So Norwich game, so the Chelsea game in the first half. How easy Chelsea able to cut through them? A team will definitely take their chances against them if they don't sort themselves out defensively but the only thing is if they don't if even with that can you stop the front three you just got to hope one of them gets injured isn't it? <laughs> well, that's, that's they've got a world class front three so the thing is Liverpool don't even always have to be playing well and the front three will bail you out that's the thing um, and also when they're 1-0 down you saw last season towards the end of the season that even when it's 1-1 they're 1-0 down they got the mental strength to always get a late goal and that's always a sign of a top class team so are they unstoppable? Sadly, unfortunately, it does look like that. A little. Them and City. On the other side, Arsenal in the game. What are your initial thoughts on, obviously, Pepe, first guy to dribble past? Oh, Van Dijk, yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, in the obviously, first half. these are stats that everyone's raving about. Like It's a miracle moment. But um, what are your thoughts on him? Um, he looks good. What I like about him is that he looks good in tight spaces. So going around two, three plays in like a tight area looks really he looks quite good obviously his dribbling is quite good he's got good movement um, I do worry about him in terms of strength but we'll get bullied off the ball he's, but he's got good balance I've not seen anything special just yet from him no I, like, see, I see promising promising stuff a few legwork stuff but in terms of like again that one on one should have buried that yeah the only thing but, is um, the end product so in the Burnley game at home there was a chance towards the end where he played in Aubameyang when the pass was just... But wasn't behind. wasn't his selling point that he'd scored how many goals and assisted how many goals in the French league and yeah. all of that? That was a big selling point. Yeah. So you'd expect him to come and be able to finish. It's his first game away at Anfield, though, so it's a bit... 
first start. First like start. He's, a bit, he's played other games though. That's true, but we should, I think we should judge 70, him after this 72 million? Is that not... You should be ready, like hitting the ground running? Yeah, that's 72 million in this market, so it's always going to seem high. So you, look, so you think just give him more time and they'll get better? Yeah, or? he'll definitely get goals. He's got good movement off the ball. How good? Thierry Henry good or...? Not Thierry Henry good, man. Come on, that guy was in the world of his own, but he'll definitely get goals. That link-up play with Bamiyang, Serbios, he'll get goals, he'll get goals. I think he'll get top four as well, to be honest. Yeah, you know, um, Arsenal fans obviously been chatting the most amount, saying their front three is the best and all of that. Yeah. When are they actually going to play together? Are they ever going to play played, together? They did. Didn't they play briefly? And yeah, briefly, the but they never, they never start. I think they will start together, but personally, I actually don't think they'll work out that well because if they're playing a 4-3-3, for example, which I think that's the way Emery wants to go, then you've got a bamming on the left, which I don't think he's an actual good winger, like, Technically, he's not great. He's not great at dribbling. If you watch him, he's not a great dribbler. So, either either the either one of the two strikers got to get dropped. I think it's got to be Lacazette. To be honest, Bamming's a better finisher. Goal no, but that's beat. that's what is happening at the moment, Lacazette. Yeah. But then, don't you think he's more of the cleaner finisher of the lot? Like, is it yeah, like, he's, he's, he's like a sharp shooter. I get what yeah. you mean. But Bamming will definitely get more goals than him. He's proven that over. What, since 2018 now so golden boot winner you play your best centre forward you need goals and as Lacazette even got scored more than 15 league goals I don't think so So goals are what's going to get Arsenal top four this season I think and if you, if they want to start Lacazette over Bangley then please do it so we get top four <laughs> right, but, if goals get Arsenal top four what about the defence does has David Luiz strengthen that defence enough what? to get top four no but but the thing is with thing is with Luigi, you know what you're getting with him though. He's gonna have lapses in concentration. Well, and Salah run <laughs> take the ball and oh, yeah. run round him. Well you remember what Suarez did to him in the Champions League though? Not make them twice, so you know that can be a part of his game, but I think with Arsenal's defence, we'll see what happens when they get Tierney back in, Bellerin back. Let's see, let's go from getting there. Getting him back in, he's Tinny's not even playing. I mean, it. when they get him in the starting lineup, obviously. And again, just like with. I don't uh, think Salah would have got past Tinny as easy did with Monaco. Kind of as a, the criticism that I'm kind of giving Pepe, that he's come from a dead league in yeah. the French one. Tinny's come from Scotland. But, but then Dombele came from um, French League. He's doing well. He's not done there. He's not done well their, in his debut. Not, yeah, one game. He's not set the Premier League. Yeah, but league Pepe did well in his first game, we'd all be saying, oh, it's like a good signing, so it depends how you look at it, to be honest. So, well, um, what's the other Arsenal guy? The, um, the Real Madrid. Got oh, Danny Ceballos. He's looking like after all that hype in, in the in the last game. Yeah, it seemed like it came back down to earth in this one. Yeah, he he was probably one of the worst performers on the pitch for Arsenal. I remember in the first half he gave the ball away across the box. That Manny had that chance, probably should have scored. He just, I think the intensity of the game just was too much for him. And the thing is, I think he was put in to try and help link when Arsenal got the ball back to link it to their what, centre forwards in Aubameyang and Pepe. And he didn't do that. They didn't progress the ball well enough. And that's why he got hooked. But I think in the home games at, Emir- at the Emirates, he'll do well, man. So could you just actually then put that down to, instead of him not playing well, is more Liverpool restricted them to playing a game that Liverpool wanted Liverpool pinned them back Liverpool pinned them back Arsenal couldn't really get out most times I mean, I mean they got a couple breaks they got that Bamian chance when um, Adrian came out and then they had that Pepe chance for one goal but I think Liverpool had a high line they just pinned them back Arsenal just couldn't get out to be honest and it didn't help that Arsenal was so narrow and then there was so much space out wide so they just kept cross after cross after cross after cross so to be honest I think Emery got it a bit tactically wrong there you sure about that? Yeah, I think the thing is, he went with a diamond. The initial and they went ta- narrow, the so. initial tactics would have worked, it, but it needed um, Arsenal to be clinical. So it needed like the Aubameyang chance when the, when Adrian came out. He needed that to go in, and he needed um, Pepe to finish his chance. And if they would have got that, they would have had their springboard to go forward. But then that's to, that's that's a lot of ifs to be honest. No, no, they, basically they, they needed the first goal. That was the tactic: like sit back, counter attack, and get the first goal. Because Liverpool were pressing, and I think True. that that was the tactic he went for. It's just that without without scoring that first goal, then it becomes impossible. Then once Liverpool take the lead, it's impossible. True, but um, if Mane scored that chance, I think after ten minutes, 
they won it after 10 minutes then people say no Emery's tactics were, were all wrong so it's a bit the games always find margins you know what I'm saying if, Arsenal, if Pepe scores that chance maybe it's a different game uh, moving on yeah. Frank Lampard's Chelsea Lance. got their first their first win yeah how important was that for him to get that win very important um, I think against Leicester they kind of they played well in the first half and dropped off and I think that was sort of the same in the Super Cup but I think against Norwich they did well to eventually obviously get the third goal and get the winner but the only thing about the only thing about Chelsea I'm a bit worried for them is defensively what they've they've conceded what two goals against Norwich two in the Super Cup four against United they should have conceded two against Leicester if Madison put away that chance but I don't know I see a lot of promising signs of, with Chelsea I think but do you only see this like because I don't know for me anyway yes it's a good win but you expect them to beat Norwich especially Norwich just being promoted but then they made hard work of it so that's true I, they're, I don't know I'm just I'm not convinced by the Chelsea team I think they're just about huff and puff but I don't think they're I'm not I'm not convinced as it stands but in terms of like what Lampard's trying to do he's trying to put a lot of more intensity in terms of in terms of their play so they're similar in terms of how they played under Sarri but under Lampard, they're a bit more direct in terms of they're always looking to play the ball forward first in terms of like just repetitive ball circulation in midfield. They're more trying to get into the front, like the front three more. Obviously, they're running a lot more under Lampard than they are under Sarri. I think it's good. I, I think if I was a Chelsea fan, I'd be I'd be very I'd be enthusiastic about the future. To be honest, I think they played well against Liverpool first half. Probably, they should have won the game. They should have won. The Super Cup, I think. I talk about obviously the intensity that Chelsea yeah. are trying to play. Uh, Frank Lampard was talking about Mason Mount before the yeah. game, saying about how basically it's not all, always about having all the skill, having um, flair and stuff like that. It's just about sometimes being determined and just being direct. Yeah, like Mason Mount, like two goals, two games. Like, is he gonna be the hype? Is he gonna, gonna be as good as? everyone's making him out to be I think so I think I think he's got the qualities if you look at if you look at if you look at him he's got a very good understanding of space like attacking attacking the box he's got good ball control if you saw if you saw his first the, the goal against Norwich great touch took it around the defender and then a powerful finish in it he saw his goal against Leicester as a good finish and he won the ball back yeah. so you can see he's got good defensive work as well he can play on the left he can play like on the left of a three in midfield I think he'll be a top player. I think he'll, I think he'll score a lot of goals under Chelsea. And he looked good at, under the derby as well. I remember he came with Old Trafford in the Cup when derby beat, obviously, United. He, look, he looked really good then. I think he'll be a top player, to be honest. I think he, I think he will Is he be. in the mould of Frank Lampard? In terms of, like, that work, eye for, work, that rate. I, that work rate and eye for goal, yeah, definitely. Definitely, I think. I think Lampard loves him secretly. I think he'll make him to a top player. A secret I'm, love child? Maybe, possibly. <laughs> Always talks about Mason Mount. Remember when Mourinho in the after the United game was saying our oh, Mount was wasn't that great, and then Lampard was saying what what really Mason Mount didn't have a good game. He's like he took it to heart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, well, we need the DNA test. <laughs> Mori need to go on there prove that. But another one, uh, the youngsters for Chelsea, Tammy Abraham's got the start. Yeah. In this one, which I thought was actually quite clever because uh, obviously in the Championship last year, Abraham did played against um, Norwich there and he scored at um, Carroll Road as well. Mm-hmm. So I think it was obviously a clever thing to bring him in now instead of playing Giroud and you look forward to giving him that, the, the confidence that he needs. So he's obviously, he got a double, first one after three minutes. Is he, again, another overhyped English player or like sky's the limit for him? Tammy, to be honest, I think, I think I'm one of those rare people that actually, I, I think there's potential there for Tammy, to be honest. Um, he took his goal Took the first goal really well. Good movement and a good finish. And his second goal was class as well. Um, I think with Tammy, sometimes sometimes his hold-up play's got to be a little bit better. Especially saw against United. His hold-up play wasn't good. So if he improves that... But in the box, in the box, I say he's like a penalty box striker. He's got good movement. If you give him the service, Tammy, he will score. If you give him the service in the box, Tammy will definitely score. So I think... It'll be one of those strikers that will get a lot of goals. Maybe he might not be appreciated maybe because he won't get a lot of wonder goals. But I think he's got good potential, man. Everything. I hope he does well, to be honest. And it was nice to see after his first goal how, how happy he was. He went to embrace Frank Lampard after the, the celebration. You know what I'm saying that was really good to see, man. 
good to see that Lampard's like has faith in him. Which shows that Lampard's got good man management as well, man. But in terms of like with um obviously take moving away from Premier League to yeah. looking at England. Yeah. Does Abraham does Tammy Abraham even have a chance getting into the England team? Where because we got Kane, you got Rashford. Um, but Kane's what twenty six now. Yeah, Rashford's twenty one now, isn't it? So, yeah, and Tammy um, Abraham's twenty one as well. Probably not for. It depends. It depends to be honest. If, if Tammy turns into what a twenty five goal a season striker for Chelsea, then he's definitely going to be in the England team. He's definitely going to match Kane, especially if Kane starts to. Like fall off, like if he starts hitting his thirties or whatever, and if Rashford doesn't produce, then Tammy will definitely be in the England team. Probably people people might not be able to see it now, but who knows for the future? I hope he does well, man. I like Tammy. Norwich, their expansive style. Yeah. Like again, again, when they played Liverpool, people were quick to criticize them and say that expansive style you cannot continue playing that. Yeah. Against Chelsea, twice down, twice back. Again, was it their own doing? Should they have gone to a more defensive style or were they right to keep pushing with the expansive style? I think it's good to be expansive if you're if you can if you've got good defensive structure as well. I think sometimes with Norwich is if you see the position of their fullbacks, I remember on BT they did an average position of their fullbacks. Like their fullbacks are playing literally on the halfway line. So just their two centre backs just isolated all the time. And Chelsea were able to cut through them too many times. They kinda of remind me I hope not. I hope they don't end up like. You remember, do you remember Blackpool, two thousand and ten? Yeah. They had a really expensive style, started really well and then fell off a cliff and got relegated. So I think, I just they need they need a better defensive structure. They need to be a bit more compact and they also need to be able to control games. So, like if they go one 0 up, it's about seeing it out for like the next fifteen minutes, taking this thing out of the game. But then again, obviously they played three games. Two of them, obviously Liverpool and Chelsea, they were never expected to win those games anyway. Lost that, and then the team that is, you see, around a similar level, Newcastle, they battered them. So yeah, but they battered them, but they conceded what 12, 12 shots. It all depends where the shots are coming from. If they're coming from like twenty yards, thirty yards, that's you true, let the team shoot. I, I saw signs. I saw signs against Chelsea that Chelsea Chelsea cut through them too easily at times, man. I think they will get goals. Obviously, they got Pookie, he's a fantastic goal scorer, and I like their. Their midfield, their that sort of like forward three, like Cantwell, Buendia, and Steeperman, they look really good. I think they will stay up because I think goals in the Premier League now will keep you up. I think we, we saw if Cardiff didn't they, they didn't get enough goals, why they went down. So I think they will stay up, but I think going forward, they need to be a bit more minded defensively. But I like Norwich. They so. saying goals will keep them up then. Yeah, Pookie, goals, goals will P- keep them up. Pookie with his, well, continuing these, what, three games, scored in each one, five goals. Yeah. Getting a goal and assisting against Chelsea. Right, so he's enough firepower to keep them up. If he stays fit, yeah. I think they brought, I think they brought another striker, Dermot or whatever, as a backup. But Pookie's what, he's got 35 goals now in 49 games for Norwich. He's, he's a big, He's key for Norwich. He, I just hope he stays fit. So if he doesn't stay fit, then I worry. I really worry where the goals are going to come from. But as long as he stays fit and they create the chances for him, he will finish. So, and also it's quite interesting. Um, I remember hearing was it the chairman or whatever, um, pre-match he was saying that Pookie Pookie actually didn't do that work at um, Celtic yeah, before. Yeah, Celtic. But what they did, Norwich, they identified the way they play, the type of chances that they create, and then what type of player they needed to finish and they identified that was Pookie and they got him in when people were saying oh Pookie didn't do that well Norwich fans are criticising them so it looks like the Norwich board they got a clear idea of what they want to do did how you they want to um, go did you watch BT Sport before the game yeah the pre-match yeah. the build up where I think um, Joe Cole and uh, Peter Crouch I think Peter Crouch took the little <laughs> they said we wouldn't hire you oh yeah we would, yeah you would struggle he right, yeah he, he did look like he was a bit broken still <laughs> but no but tell me that is that is what I call absolutely clever that the board have been clever there because you identify what you need and you work towards that and you only bring in the right players. You don't just throw money here, right, left, right. Yeah, like Fulham. You know what I'm saying? Because they, they, well, now it's spent the least in the transfer market but then they just strengthen on what they have already. Yeah. Yeah, that's smart and you you need that. You People that will complement the team and fit into the structure that they have 
in that I game. think Fulham did it the, the wrong way. They, Fulham actually played really well in the Championship and then came to the Premier League and then they bought all these star players, Sherlock, Vieto, Correa, whatever, and then Seri, etc. But they just they didn't fit well tactically together. It's, just, it's not always about buying star players. It's having good chemistry. Sometimes believe in your, the players that got you up, like Sheffield United are. Yeah, and you'll do well. Long way. Yeah. Go. Did you know Piki was born in Finland? Probably where he, where he learnt to finish so well. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> All right. Spurs and United. Do they both have genuine grievances against VAR, or are they just both shit? Um. Well, yeah. I think both teams should have had a. a I know United had a penalty, but they should have had a penalty before the Martial. Um. I think it was what Kelly on Martial, and then Kane. But I me, mean, a lot of people are saying that's not a penalty. I thought that was a clear penalty. Don't know how people are not saying that's a penalty. That was a clear penalty to me. No, but the thing is, again, well, VAR will put it to the test. Is it clear and obvious? You're saying it's a penalty. I'm actually saying both Kane and Martial's own weren't penalties. So, was it a clear and obvious mistake? Well, you got a fact. It was. Newcastle defender went to ground and then Kane, he basically tripped Kane. Newcastle defender Lascelles was falling down regardless of... Yeah, but you tripped him. You tripped Kane. But then you, as he was about to, some, to shoot, there needs to be. There's no rule like in like the handball rule that says if it touches your hand, deliberate or not, is disallowed. There's no clear rule that says that. So is that, if, if you play, if you if the player just genuinely stumbles and didn't go to that, take down the player, it's not. But it's is, not a penalty. Is it, is it a foul? Yes or no? I don't think so. If that was outside of the box, I want on, on, on the pitch. I fell down and you. You had the ball and you tripped over me. Is that not a foul? It's no. obstruction. I wouldn't say that. I would, I, it's, the guy was falling and it just fought, felt he took down Kane, but I don't think it was. It wasn't intentional. So you I look at look at the words you're saying. He took down Kane. Is no, that he, not a foul? Because <laughs> he fell, but he didn't fall that intentionally. So I, that's where I don't think it was. It wasn't a deliberate thing. So I, for me, it wouldn't. But when they you, when they checked on the VAR, is it not? And again. Someone was saying it's it's a penalty. Someone was saying it wasn't. So is it clear and obvious that a mistake would be made? No, that is clear. Not really, because people on the other side say it's not a penalty. So it's not a clear and obvious mistake. Well, I, thought, I, I think Spurs fans can feel a bit aggrieved by that. I think they should have had a penalty to be honest. Poch didn't even want to say too much because you know VAR's helped them a lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> <He can't. laughs> you didn't want to say too much. Just last week he was chatting how he loved it. So. Yeah, he didn't want to say too much. But man. then you talk about the Martial one. Oh yeah, the one before right. the actual penalty. Yeah, there should have been uh, offence given, but not a penalty. The the initial touch and the the pulling stand outside the box. So oh, off the inside. So it was a free kick. It happened in the D. So it was a free kick. They didn't give a foul though. Yeah, they didn't give a foul, but. Again, yeah, it's not. So is that not clear and obvious? They don't give it for free kicks, though, did they? Oh, so it's a, for goals and for major oh, changes. They did stuff, it for so. free kicks. The, the game would stop literally every two minutes. So, so and then, um, but then even if United got the penalty anyway, probably would have. But they missed <laughs> it. I think. But really missed. One thing I do want to know, right? Yeah. Was Gary Neville fuming with Rash after Rashford missed his penalty? That's what I want to know because obviously after the Wolves game. He was what foaming at the mouth on Sky at Sports Pogba, yeah. at Pogba, and then I would, for me anyway, I just think that I would generally, I'm not going to say it's racism, but I'm going to say this is right. If if Rashford wasn't English, then I think he would have got the same type of comments from Gary Neville. But because he's English, he's not going to resort to those type of words, and so I think that those type of what Gary Neville is saying there that has contributed to what both uh, Pogba. And then kind of what Rashford has got on social media as well with the racist abuse. So I think them guys, they've got a big part to play in all of this. Stuff. I hear what I hear what people are saying in terms of how he's fueling, obviously abuse against Pogba. But I actually thought when I was what listening listening to what he was saying, I thought his point was mostly based on who is a designated take. I think he was more angry at the fact that there wasn't a clear designate, designated taker. So I, I actually thought that. That was kind of a slight on Ollie a little bit. Obviously, he's not going to... No, that, that's the like thing that. is, it is Ollie's fault that there's no designation. So, I think he was... Obviously, he made some comments about Pogba afterwards and that, that sort of fuels the abuse against him on social media more. So, he needs to be more mindful of saying stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Pogba's already had a hard time at United. A lot of, a lot of it hasn't been his fault. But, 
in terms of that, in terms of his actual point, I thought it was it was more specifically based on. I think he's very traditional in terms of United. Every team should have one penalty taker. Well, should they? Yeah, I, think that, they that, should. I actually be. believe that you should. Actually, you should have one taker. That should be your taker, unless he starts missing a lot of the penalties, and then you change, and then that will be your one taker. Let's take it back, right? You know, um, Arsenal yeah. years ago with uh, when Henri Perez and all of that. You know, they had a rule of whoever won the penalty took it. So, and because they weren't missing, no one had the gripe with that. So, I don't see what the issue is with if Rashford wins a penalty, he takes it. If Pogba wins it, he takes it. I think it's it's one of those ones where it's fine margin. So, if Rashford takes it, scores. Pogba takes it, scores. Rashford takes it, scores. Pogba takes it, scores. There's no problems, you know what I'm saying? But as soon as one of them misses, it's like, oh, why is there not one designated penalty taker? Because even like if you go back then, and Oli, like Oli, Oli even said in the, in, in the post match, he even said, so they asked him the question, oh, is there one taker? They said, no, there's more than one taker, and they decide on the pitch, um, who it should be. So I don't know. I think it was difference of opinion, but he needs, but on on generally, he needs to be more mindful of what he's saying to one this man because Pogba's getting he's getting a lot of stick and he doesn't deserve he doesn't deserve it, man. All this abuse and stuff is unacceptable. So, uh, Pogba posting on social media like on Sunday, that my ancestors and parents suffered for my generation to be free today to work, to take the bu- to take the bus, to play football. Racist insults are, are ignorance and can only make me stronger and motivate me to fight for the next generation. He's got a picture with his son. Yeah. So I think that's a great stance that he's taken there. But. In terms of obviously looking at the game, uh, both obviously United and Spurs losing to teams that hadn't even won this <laughs> like this season. Yeah. So. And both teams that played deep. Is it gonna? Yeah. Is it, do both teams have that problem in breaking down? Obviously, Spurs having the issue with um, Ericsson. Yeah. Will he even be at Tottenham before the? Well, after the end of the European transfer deadline. In terms of Ericsson, uh, I think he's still unsure. I think Potter and his post-match press or the group is unsettled is the most unsettled group he's had since he first come so I think the the situation is still in the balance and I think I think Vertonghen's not playing either so I think he's got a contract situation as well and Poch is one of those managers that if there's a contract situation hanging over your head he will not play you at all so I think we saw Danny Rose um, I think Toby, Toby would have at the start of last season he had that sort of contract situation or hanging over his head. He won't play you at all. He cares a lot about the team dynamic. But I think going forward for Spurs, I, I hope they don't... Well, I don't think they should sell him. I think Ericsson's a... But you think... Ericsson, I think he's a key part of Spurs' team. He's the one Ericsson that, wants to be there, though? I don't... I think... Real, obviously, Real, if Real Madrid come calling, you want to go. It's a step up from Spurs. I think he's been there, what, since 2013, six years. He wants to go and actually win something. I'm not saying Spurs won't. But I think he, he wants to play for that team Madrid. And uh, he even said even said um even said at the season end he gave like a cryptic message, maybe it's time for a new challenge, etc. So Does he have the same agent as Pogba? Because he said the same thing as well, isn't <laughs> exactly, it? That's what yeah. But no so come next uh next week, transfer deadline day, yeah. do you see him at Tottenham or moving on? I think I think he will be. I think I think he will be at Spurs. It's not it's not too much speculation around from Madrid's end about so them being in for him because you usually when Madrid in for a player you hear so much stuff that they're gonna be in for him. Remember with Hazard, etc. The Hale a few years ago, Courtois, etc. So I don't think. So then I don't so think Zidane wants him. Zidane wants Pogba. So Ericsson stays at Tottenham. Yeah. They you then put this game pretty much down to a blip he starts starting games do they mount a serious challenge to at least break close the gap on Liverpool and City with Ericsson in the team I think not right now no right now no although they've signed good players I think the balance there is still not I think Spurs is a bit difficult because for the for like for three or four years they've had the sort of same team so Son, Ali, Ericsson Son Ali Eriksson came. But now they've brought in what Mora, Lucas Mora, Lemena's come back into the team, etc. Ali now is not even guaranteed to start. They brought La Celso, etc. So it's, I think it's about refreshing, trying to refresh the team. Because obviously that team did really well, but they're trying to reach the next level. 
But I think it's about finding that balance. I don't think they'll do that this season. So I think they'll get top four, definitely. Spurs will definitely get top four, probably finish third. But going for the title, games at Newcastle, you've got to be winning those. Teams that sit, sit deep at home, City and Liverpool will break those teams down. If Spurs can't do it, then that's indicative that they they probably won't challenge for the title. And I don't see them... See, City and Liverpool went on like a 10-11 winning game run towards the end of the season. I don't see Spurs doing that. And apparently, Poch hasn't even won an away game since January. <laughs> so, I don't know. I think going forward is a bit difficult for Spurs. But if... um. So Spurs have got a little bit of hope with if Ericsson stays. What about United? Because obviously we've got the team as it is. They can't struggling to break down Wolves, struggling to break down Crystal Palace. Where the goals where the where's the supply gonna be coming in from? To be honest, I think United is a is a big, big worry going forward, to be honest. If you look at United sometimes just the way the palace the palace game Going forward, there's no there's no understanding of attacking structure. So, for example, the City game against Bournemouth. Bournemouth played a 5-4-1 against City. Five at the back, four midfield, two banks. City, City got players in the pockets. David Silva, De Bruyne, picking it up, receiving, turning Sterling's off-the-ball movement. United don't have that. People complain about Pogba taking too long on the ball, but he doesn't really have an option centrally I mean there was that time there was a time against Crystal Palace you're not open a 4-2-4 literally 4-2-4 how are you going to break down a team playing that sort of formation it's just you need players centrally and you need your wide players to stay wide to stretch the pitch that's how you're going to break down teams like Crystal Palace yeah so United, United, United now seem like a type of team that will be good on the counter attack good in transition good when they have space when Rashford has space the only player that I can see that actually plays good in tight spaces is Martial, to be honest. But you're saying, Everyone else, you, you're Dan saying, James needs space. So you're saying they'll be good in... Like, I, don't think, I, don't even, I don't even think United will score enough goals, to be honest. You, well, you, are you saying that United will be a good a team that's good in transition and counter-attacking and stuff like that, right? But, obviously, that's how Ole is setting them up. Does yeah. he now need to come under blame with, obviously, since the PSG game, only won three of the last 15 games? So. Like, Come on, is it? Is that it's just everything he's doing just fall into shit? To be honest, really, that, he's out of his depth now, clearly. To be honest, I've, since the PSG game, United have obviously been really even, even the wins, the wins against West Ham at home and Watford at home, they shouldn't have been wins. West Ham should have got a point and Watford should have got a point. So, Oli is really United on Oli have really fallen off towards the end of last season, but I don't think the transfer window helped them as well, to be honest. I mean. Fair enough, you're selling Lukaku, but Lukaku is what our best goal scorer at the club, and we're lacking goals now. So, to be honest, it doesn't. It's, it is grim. I actually think it's grim reading for United going forward. I don't think we'll score enough goals. If, if if you actually look at over the past four or five seasons to get into the top four, the team that's finished fourth has scored around an average of seventy goals. For the past four or five seasons, United have scored around what, 59 goals. So, goal scoring has always been a problem. And yet, we're selling Lukaku. I hear Sanchez might go as well. That's actually There's a big, that's big the other, pressure on Rashford and Martial. In my view, I really do think United need to revisit this uh, potential loan of Sanchez. I don't think they should allow him to go. I don't because think so they let him go here. There's definitely not enough goals. And I think, yes, he hasn't been his best while at United, but. He comes in as clearly the appointment that team is clearly one of the best straight away. Yeah. So I think he's needed because we cannot be like United cannot rely on on Daniel James. No. I know he's he's got a beauty of a goal, but it cannot be. You know, if Dan James, he's got obviously he's got good work ethic, but in terms of quality out wide, it's just it's just not there. It's just it seems it seems like in around the box it'll be a good finisher, but. Getting those crosses out wide is just not there. And you know what's also concerning is he actually looks better on the left than than the right. And that's a bit of a concern because United have always had that problem on the rights for the past, what, 10 or so years. They haven't really filled that right-hand side. And now it looks like we've got someone that's better on the left than the right now. It's just, it, it, it is a bit concerning, oh, I can't lie, especially with City and Liverpool dominating. It looks like he was, yeah. All right, moving on. Watford. Yep. How long till they sack Garcia? Boy, doesn't look good for them to be honest. Defensively, they look they look poor, 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 and they got and they 
they went on a, a run of defeats towards the end of last season as well, isn't it? It's been what they've gone seven defeats in a row. Yeah, no clean sheets in eighteen, and obviously we know that the wet, the Watford owners they they're, they're trigger happy, trigger happy. They like to sack people. I think they've had like seven managers under their reign, or even probably a bit more than that. So it's like obviously this is not good reading <laughs> like for, for them because it kind of expected them to do a bit better, like yeah. to start well and. To and they made some promising signings as well. They they were that saw guy from. From Renz, he looked good when he played Arsenal. Obviously, they got Welbeck. That's a good squad player. Um, but what's worrying for them is that their key players—they don't look like they're playing well. So Decore, he looks like he—he he didn't—he doesn't—he doesn't, he's not playing well against Brighton. He's got their own goal against West Ham. He gave away the penalty and he didn't track the run for Haller's goal for his first goal. So, but on the flip side, against Everton, they should have got a point. So. It's a bit fine margins. I think I think they'll be all right though. I think they got enough firepower to get them through. You got to remember, Deeney's out, he's out injured. So when he comes back, I think they'll be all right. So I don't see him getting sacked, especially with how well he he did last season. Well, I hope he doesn't. But does that count for anything? Because again, how well they did last season obviously got undermined by the FA Cup. Yeah. Banked. So does that really matter? And then obviously looking at their next couple of games, got League Cup game which I'm not worried about. But then they've got. Uh, Newcastle then Arsenal then Man City Wolves then Sheffield United followed by Tottenham these are kind of tough games in terms of obviously top four uh, ch- challenges and then teams that you should you think should beat but obviously had decent starts like Sheffield United have had decent start and stuff so could you see by after six, six more Premier League games he's, def- he's gone it could be but the only thing is is the fixtures are only depend on how well you're doing. So, if they obviously if they picked up positive results, you go into the to the big teams thinking Watford could probably take points of them. So, boy, if they go on a, what, a six game losing run, then they'll probably go. To be honest, that's how the Premier League is, is now. It's quite cutthroat. Which be it'll be disappointing because of how we, how well they done last season. I think the only the only thing they can do more now is probably get into get into Europe, try and get into the Europa League. So. To be honest, if, we, if you're Watford, if you're a mid-table team going to a cup final, going on a nice day out in a cup final, that's just trying to win a cup. That's probably that's their Champions League. Basically. That's probably what that's the high, not the highest, but apart from yeah, getting yeah, into yeah. Europe, that's probably one of the highest you can go. Yeah, looking at uh, West Ham. West Ham. Hello, is he the one to break their striker curse? Yeah, he looks good. He looked good at um, Frankfurt. He took his goals well. He took he took the second goal well. Yeah, no red. Yeah, and he looked good. He looked good against Man City in the first what twenty minutes or so. So, I like what what I see from him. And what I like about West Ham, they got good players around him. So they what they got, Anderson, Lanzini, Fornells, etc. They got really good technical players that will create chances for him. I just worry about them defensively. West Ham, you always think they just defensively they just leak goals. Even the Watford the Watford goal that really shouldn't have. Shouldn't have happened. The players didn't track back for the goal. So I think under Pellegrini, obviously, you're the type of manager. You will score goals under his team, but you always you always leak goals. So can they break into the top six? No. But I think going forward, they need to improve defensively. If they improve defensively, then maybe West Ham's not out of the question but as it stands yeah, but West Ham were never look, they were never seen as one of the teams to break in, potentially break well, in I heard, I, heard, I, heard, I heard shouts of them with Everton, Leicester West Ham, Wolves no, well I've heard more West, yeah, West Ham and if you're looking at um, if you're looking at the teams would you say Everton's got a better front line than West Ham I think they're just more along the way into like closer to the top six than West Ham I don't think West Ham you think, you think West Ham are closer than Everton no, I mean Everton Ever- could... yeah Everton are closer boy I don't I actually don't think so. To be honest. Everton against Villa, they look pretty poor. To be honest. what they picked up towards the second half, but defensively, I don't think defense will cost them. I think right, they, so they, I, they shouldn't have got a point against Palace. Right, so go, going with that, then yeah. Right, so out of all of them teams, who's the if there is to be a team that breaks into the top, in, top, into the top six, into top six, who is which team? Based on how they've started the season, then probably Leicester. Wolves, Wolves do don't. We, do we do us? No, they beat they beat Sheffield United, isn't it? They beat Sheffield United. Okay. Um, they should have beaten Chelsea if Madison took that chance. 
Oh no, I, I talk yeah. about um, Wolves. Oh Wolves, Wolves yeah. three draws. Leicester, yeah, they've they've uh, they should have beaten Chelsea. Yeah, beat um, beat Sheffield United. So they've they've started off well. But so out of the teams, who do you actually think is the genuine? Well, obviously, I don't think any of them will get into the top six. But I've quite, you know what? I think they could be. I think they could. I don't be. think any of them. If well, you, if, if United, United continue playing, if United ter- are, keep playing terribly, then I think Leicester will give them a run for their money. But if there's any of the teams that are going to get into the top six, I think. I think Leicester going Leicester. I think Leicester got the most goals out of all of them, so I think potentially they could get into the top top six. Maybe I would say Everton. But I think defensively they're just they're too leaky. Villa cut through them so many times, so I don't, I don't think so. And Palace should have got the win against them, and Watford should have got a point against them. So I don't know. I I, I don't see Everton this season, especially especially since they sold Garner Gay and then they lost Zuma and they haven't really replaced them that well. So I think if anything, it'll be Leicester. All right, looking at other football topics from the week, Vincent Company been described as a well he's been described as seeing himself as a god and then obviously he changed that what his, he said no um uh, some belgian journalists have described like described him as he thinks he's a god basically he thinks he's he's walked back into Anderlecht thinking you know what i'm the big man around there i can do whatever i want and all of that yeah obviously being a player manager doing that but number one first of all does the player manager thing ever work does it like? Do you think it's a good idea? Has it has it ever worked out? Not necessarily. Has it ever? Is it, is it a good idea for for a club to appoint a player manager? I think it's stupid. No, I think it's silly as well. I think it's stupid. But and they've I, had and they've had and let them had what their worst start in what twenty one years under <laughs> company. Yeah. So. So then, obviously, their solution to that is that company some manager on weekends and then captain during match days. Do you see this? Good working really well, he's well. manager during the weekdays, so like when they when they don't have a match, he's the manager, but yeah. then when they have a match, then he just captain. who takes over then? What well, assistant? Yeah, do you do you think this is? This I don't think that's that's what, he's, what is he, he actually playing on the pitch as a captain? Yeah, I think it's actually I, I stupid. Think, I, I've, I've never I've never heard of that before. Well, I heard about player managers, it wasn't like Dennis Wise a player manager for Millwall or something. Yeah, you had um, what's it, Hullet, I think back in the day for Chelsea. Player manager, but I just think this is a match made disaster. Yeah, it doesn't. It seem does like it? It's gonna yeah. work. it already doesn't seem like it's gonna work. So they so, need to. I think he just needs to hang up his boots completely. Yeah. And, become the and isn't he? Isn't he still like made available for international duty? I don't think he's retired yet. So how's that gonna work? When he goes off to international duty, is he gonna? Well, he's gonna I, leave. I do not understand that part. I think yeah. he hasn't retired yet. Yeah, he, no, he hasn't. And this, this actually, so the internationals are coming up. He. Goes to Belgium, plays for the national team. That's, for, that's a two week, remember? Yeah, two weeks, and then before coming back, he then flies to Manchester to have his testimonial. Oh yeah, <laughs> which is then another. Oh, job. he's injured now. Though. I think he got injured last game, so I think he might be out. Well, then that's a bit stupid. But his testimonial, he doesn't. He, he play. can't even play. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, but then you can't like if you're if you're now uh, well player man. If you're a player and you're still playing somewhere, then you should be. You shouldn't be like. Other players are not allowed to on their summer holidays. Not allowed to go play football on the random park or something, in case they get injured. So, why is company allowed to go and what, play a testimonial and all this other stuff, and then he gets injured? You shouldn't. You shouldn't be allowed to do that. You just have one manager. You know what I'm saying? And then what type of um, what you show into young players here that like you're doing all these type of different roles and things is not going right. You're, like, you need to be more of a role model. Just be a manager. Yeah, sit back. I agree and with you. Coach. I agree with you. I think that's that's just best. I don't know. He, I don't think he's quite ready to let go. He's of not for, ready. Obviously, playing. yeah, playing it. That's well, obviously not because he's still got good ability. Um, he's in a title winning team last season. But man, part. Zidane probably at the moment still has good. Well, you see him in the in the world, them soccer raid matches and stuff oh, yeah, like true. that. He still has sick ability, but you have to let go, man. Just let yeah. it be. I think what you should have done, gone back to Andalek as a player. Once you're done, then go into. One, one season as a player and then yeah. manager yeah, yeah that's what you should have done Pushcast Awards yeah you seen the goals yeah I seen them you amazed by them can you pick what amazed by some of them not all of them um, which one them women's ones that shouldn't be there one of them was alright I think the Australia one was alright but 
Like the uh, Cameroon, the Cameroon one. one was alright, yeah. But I think that that was more in because of context. I think that was what the 90th minute, and I think it was the goal to put him through to the knockout. So yeah, I think that was in, in terms of context. But if if you do it in terms of context, there's other goals that should have been there that that are not in there. Like like companies go against Leicester. I mean, Liverpool had won on the Saturday against Newcastle. City need to win to win to actually go back on top of the title race. They're struggling against Leicester, sitting deep, 70 minutes. Your captain, he's been there, what, for 10 years, steps up, hits it top right-hand corner. And when no one else stepped up... Is that not true? In, in context? That's yes, probably that the is, biggest that's goal. That's probably biggest... That's probably a contender for goal of the decade, or moment of the decade, once this year ends. So, I don't know how that didn't get into the Puskas award. Yeah, but from the ones that are there... You it's either between um, Townsend's one against City or Messi, Zlatan. I like Zlatan's goal, but I think Messi's Messi's was Messi's, Messi's was just class. Who's the back heel? Oh, Cag- Cagliarella, the one against that one. Napoli. That one's better. That one. That one is better than Zlatan's one, I think. Zlatan's one is just how high he had his, his yeah, foot up. Yeah, yeah. But then he, he, he just he looks does, good. You know, he does all like yoga stuff, so it's kind of normal to him to do that. But it is amazing. I think Cagliarella's one had more skill, so. I don't know. I think I'd go even Messi. I think Messi. I just like the way it just the go, it, the way it just floated into the the little one two and then the chip. And the way the, they gave him a standing ovation is just. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That one. I'm sorry, Messi. He won Puskas for me. Even uh, though Townsend one was brilliant, but Messi. It just the it's the way it just floated. Me, I'm gonna go with the Leipzig guy because now you just you're running into the box. You do a. Uh, that Zidane 180 on the ball, spin around the guy, then you, oh, chip, yeah, then you chip it over that the was keeper. Class, class. That's that's my vote for the thing. That's just the skill and then the vision to chip the keeper that's rushing out of you. That for me that's that class that's, that's my that's my nomination anyway. Uh on to final topic. Obviously yeah. sad times for certain football teams. Yeah, but like Bolton, uh done and dusted. They couldn't agree. With the well, they haven't reached the deadline yet, isn't it? Tuesday or whatever. Well, a notification came out saying they couldn't agree, so pretty much it looks like Bolton will be could be by Wednesday they're gone. But then, um, very a bit different. They got they had what's it called positive talks on the yeah, pos- on yeah, the they had, they had positive talks. They had the uh, London consortium came in at the eleventh hour. But then, well, my my view on this, obviously, they're part of the EFL. Should the EFL? do more to protect teams from going under and yeah, even also the Premier League should they not be like have to kind of put packages together to bail out teams to help them to help them stay alive because this is not just in terms of footballing wise but this is livelihood this is yeah. um, history yeah. in terms of Berry are one of the oldest, oldest football, oldest football clubs, teams yeah. Yeah. so shouldn't the Premier League and the EFL be forced to put in the package to make sure teams stay available then possibly do like like the government did to um northern rock like efl buys them and then sell it onto the fans and then the fans can buy it and then they can then run it shouldn't they be forced to do stuff i think they should i think um what's it called i can't remember the woman's name but um the efl was it c was it ceo or whatever but she said in made a statement that oh in the future we're gonna make sure that something like this doesn't happen again etc but the plan should be put put in place so it doesn't happen right now. Um, in terms of the Premier League, I'm not too sure about them because the Premier League and the EFL are two different organisations. So I think, but they both feed into the bigger picture, which is English football at the end of the day. So shouldn't one they like teams from the like in the English football league? They do well. They get promoted to the Premier League. Yeah. Still, so they're still they're connected. So like obviously not an individual team like. Man United or Man City or Chelsea or whatever, like the mega rich teams, they shouldn't. I don't feel like they should be forced alone to bail out. Oh, I think it should be like a. It should be it a should collective. Be the, yeah, collective. The whole, the organization, the Premier League. Yeah. I think they should be, them and the EFL. They should be putting the package in. They buy the club and then they, they then um, sell it back to the fans. That way, then at least the, the club is protected from sinking. Yeah, that's that's true. That's- do agree with that. You don't. You never want to see your club, a club go. Teams like Bayward had generations of generations of support. Oh, my granddad, my great granddad used to support them, etc. For them just to go, to potentially go on, what Tuesday, Wednesday, Bolton. 
Tino used to even be in, in the, the Premier League. League yeah. Because yeah. it looks like even like Portsmouth are kind of still going down that route. Unless they can... I know, well, actually, no, they had the Hollywood investor that yeah. come in, so kind of... The Disney it. guy, yeah. But then um, Leeds, obviously, once upon a time, nearly went down that route. So, like, any team, like, teams in, that were in the Premier League can still go down that route, so I just think something more... That's a fair done. point, to be fair. Yeah, I do agree. On to the fantasy football. There's still a bit of time to join the Money League. Obviously, I think the deadline is the end of August, so you've got to be quick. We may extend it, but I know on special circumstances, obviously there's a quite a little bit of money riding on this. £20 entrance. The code for the Money League is 7GPVXI. We've got no uh, deadline on the just the free-to-enter one. So that one is LEO0TX. Edem, how your, how's your team been doing, man? In the free one, what's it called? I'm fourth. How's your team doing in general? Are you happy with your team? Not fully, not fully. I'm happy with the core structure of it. So you confident? Are you confident? Because I remember last year you were chatting you saying you're going to be above me. Yeah, but and then what happened? What happened? Nah, you know what? You you started to you. I couldn't claw it back. <laughs> you you should be you should be you should be. I could join the money league, you know. Yeah, I don't want to take it, your money, it. you know. I don't want to take your money. So. Join it if you think you're big. I, I win, so it. I don't want to take your money. I feel bad, you know what I'm saying? So. Come in, come take in. There's enough people in there. You're not I'm just taking money. I don't want to take all their money. All everyone that's listening, just feel bad. But well, there's that, what, nearly twenty people in there. So raw, so twenty people at twenty pound, four hundred yep, pound. Exactly. So Rah, okay. So you lot all funding my holiday, yeah? Come in, innit? Come okay. in. You ain't winning it. You're, you're just you're, you're gonna sure? be funding my pocket. You know, you know where, um, you know, like when you see Mo Farah run, he starts off at the back chilling. When slow run, then at the end nah, you just see him just free bad. That's exactly what I'm gonna be different. doing. What you started poorly though. I've started poorly, but the thing is, the only difference between me and other people, I don't have Salah, I don't have Sterling. I don't yeah, have and that's Guerrero. why you're losing. But so, so in terms of between me and you, what's the what's the gap? Like thirty points. That's, that's cool. a game week score. It's horrible though, and you've got big hitters. I don't. Yeah, but I'm making changes to my team. Yeah, so am I. I'm going to do changes. Yeah, but my changes will be better, so. <laughs> okay, so, right, so, right. so. But anyway, this week, the highest points goes to Marcos Lamps, Supreme FC, 75 points. Well, who, do he has, who does he have in his team? Yeah, Salah, 45 points. Did he, yeah, he triple captained him, that's why. That is brave. To be fair, Salah scored, Salah's done well against Arsenal, so. I don't get why you triple captain so early in the season, man. I just I don't get that. Why would you do to that? To be fair, you know what you do. People usually use it, leave it to like it's double game weeks, double isn't it? Weeks, but that can that can flop though. It didn't I remember work. that flop? Last we only year, got like three one point. Last year with um, with um, Aguero, it didn't work. So yeah, you know sometimes that. they'll they'll start the player. He won't do anything, and then they'll drop them and then bring him on for like the last the ten game. minutes. Oh, oh no! Nah. The lowest points this week goes to HIV Adenhoven. Which I think we've obviously established that he's trying to get the lowest points ever. He's managed to get three points. So let's just take him out, kind of thing. Right, well, yes, and... I'm Clark, Trippier. Yeah, this guy's not a serious player, man. So after that, the lowest is actually Gunners Delight, Ra, 25 points, you know. That's shocking, 25 points. Hey, wait, wait, wait hold on, let me check his team. Fabianski. Digne, Laporte, Doherty, Hanley. He captain Pogba. Bro, I think your team needs a wild card, to be honest, man. Use that wild card. <laughs> that man. team just needs to give up, man. No, nah, use the wild card. Use the wild card. If you're listening, yeah. But anyway, right, that's it. We come to the end of the episode. That's myself, MK. Adam, thanks for having me again. 